skills acquisition. Whatever the work demands are, whether it's professional or personal, whether it is learned from interest or due to situations, skills are so much necessary for an individual to carry out tasks efficiently. In this lesson, let's learn about the definition of the skill acquisition with respect to motor learning and the importance of acquiring those skills to function efficiently in our day-to-day -day lives. Skill acquisition, that is, in the context of acquiring motor skills for motor learning, refers to voluntarily controlling the body segments and the joint movements to learn a motor skill. It requires knowledge about the ways of handling and controlling things, about dealing with calibrations, perceptions and voluntary actions with an intent to utilize the resources and potentials of the self and the environment to actually learn the skills for survival. But why is skill acquisition important? There are two things to be understood here. One is the skill education and the other is skill acquisition. While the skill education educates an individual about the importance of the skill itself, skill acquisition has a deeper impact in the sense that it provides an avenue to understand how the neurons and the muscular system function and also coordinate with each other to activate the limbs and the muscles for physically learning the skills. There also exist during skill acquisition the behavioral variables in addition to the neurological variables which affect the central nervous system when the skill acquisition is happened. Developing the motor skills and motor control has a tremendous impact on the central nervous system through the various neurological and behavioral aspects exerting their influence in response to the learning of the motor skill. Acquiring motor skills is not subjected to biochemical interventions, but it directly engages the neuromuscular system to activate the limbs and the muscles that are directly involved in the motor skill performance. Writers Arajo and Davids in the paper wrote the following. Skill acquisition is defined as a teleonomic process that involves continual adjustment. The skill acquisition process is adapted to the environment and hence as the environment changes constantly, so do the skills. The teleonomic factor is very important and apparent in all living organisms as they tend towards particular structures and functions to attain a purposeful end. There are three stages in the skill acquisition model. Let's learn about them. Amongst the innumerable skill acquisition theories that are out there, 
there is a motor learning theory put forth by Fitz and Porsner that is the most looked up to. The motor learning theory by Fitz and Porsner is a three-stage theory that was released in the 1900s. There is a deep link between the memory and thinking and the learning of motor skills, control and coordination. In early learning, the basic pattern of coordination and movement is understood. Then problems are solved and goals are achieved by the use of verbal and cognitive processes. By using the motor learning theory of Fitz and Posner, the process of skill acquisition is improved. The various stages of motor learning and their implications in the field of effective coaching are as follows. Number one, the first stage is known as the cognitive stage, where the point is to put the focus on things that need to be learned. This is done by receiving coaching verbally or visually. The individual pays close attention to what is being said, the instructions that are given, and also learns by getting information and feedback about whatever errors and inconsistencies there are that are present in that current learning period. The first stage of motor learning is also called as the verbal motor stage because the feedback is gained verbally to achieve goals. Following this verbal stage feedback, the cognition is activated to process related information. While learning happens through trial and error or the trial and error stage, still the trials, experiments and the observations take a large amount of time for learning to happen and it is a tedious process. So if for example a coach is present, the learner can get the feedback and new cognitive information is also gained to achieve goals. The coach instead of mechanically intervening makes the task to be perceived as a task of cognition and therefore time and energy are saved. Here the cognitive stage becomes essential as the individual uses the cognition to understand and process information, get a sense of the entities and how they can be manipulated to be realized and catered to the motor movement needs. Individuals receive verbal or visual instructions or both and through this they organize information to get a sense and meaning eventually leading to motor programming. The cognitive stage that derives from the coaching helps the individual perform considerably well. The essential features of verbal and visual coaching, feedback, analysis, techniques, guidance and instructions prove effective for learning. The individual is given ample time to learn to acquire the motor skills. 
stage 2 the associative stage the second stage has characteristics and features that are completely different from the stage 1 of the motor learning it is more of performing consciously trying to learn the skill with minimal information so it has a very ineffective outcome and lags behind with respect to the completion of the tasks the individual through trial and error goes through lot of attempts and practice before eventually learning and acquiring the skill while in the learning phase the individual with little information associates specific cues with the motor problems and aligns accordingly to solve the problems the fundamentals in this stage having been already established the focus is on improvements or refinements to achieve consistency in performance the individual first puts in lots of conscious efforts into the body movements the associative stage is relatedly called as the motor stage as the individual puts the onus on aligning the motor activities to suit the tasks the focus is on learning to perform the procedure rather than using cognition to decipher the tasks that need to be done whenever an athlete for example wants to le- relearn the craft he or she always revisits both the cognitive and the associative stage of motor learning no matter how accomplished the individual is revisiting both these stages at regular intervals sustain and improve the performances in the long run if the individual is going downhill that means he or she is not getting the fundamentals right and the lack in progress it is because that there is no remedial measures that are being taken and hence relearning should happen by revisiting the stages of cognition and motor learning doing so offers clarity and structure to the individual and sets up a turf for undertaking learning the coach works with the individual until the relevant skill is mastered and it is so much so that it becomes integrated into the individual's psyche and the motor skills and spontaneously becomes a part of the individual's mind and body stage 3 the autonomous stage having gone through the stages of cognition and association through motor activities the individual has gained considerable skill that it has become automatic and that the individual is able to perform without putting any conscious effort and thought into the task movements and coordination would have become ingrained after tons of hard work and practice over the years the motor skills and any other type of skill acquisition for that matter would have become habitual and so the capability of multitasking would have been achieved the cognitive process is minimal and the response is automatic 
and so the execution of things appears smooth and naturally flowing without much effort. Self-learning being an integral part in the autonomous stage, individuals would have equally mastered it through identifying errors and making adjustments automatically. The instructions, practice structure and the task variables help to determine the individual's autonomous stage. There are two sides to the autonomous stage, the good and the bad. The good side is that it requires less cognitive demands, less effort and attention. And so the individual is mentally at ease to think and pursue another task without losing concentration. For example, a juggler can juggle balls with ease even while entertaining the spectators by singing with equal ease. But the bad side is that the actions would have become so automatic and since there is so little cognitive demand, irrelevant and distracting thoughts may enter the mind and the individual might start thinking about the outcomes rather than sustaining the focus on the task at hand. Also, if incorrect motor movements set in due to various factors, those movements being autonomous are reinforced, thus leading to failure in sustaining the tasks. Just because an action has become automatic, it does not mean that it's always right. An individual can keep doing the correct action or rather the incorrect action automatically over and over again. So in conclusion, skill acquisition theory is all about the different stages of the mind, body and their behaviors all coming together to perform the activities efficiently. Only when all the stages of skill acquisition model are mastered can the individual become an excellent performer. While soft skills like communication, leadership, problem solving, etc. are always mentioned with respect to the skill acquisition, the skill acquisition with respect to the motor learning and the way the skill acquisition happens within the human realm is very interesting and so it becomes equally important for the individual taking the life coaching classes to understand how the skills are acquired both within the context of being coached, working hard and practicing more it's also equally important for them to know how actually the human body mind works with respect to acquiring the skills and especially the motor skills wherein all parts of the body including the central nervous system are involved and also actually how to train the body itself in getting accustomed to learning a particular motor skill and this is no more evident 
than when it starts from early childhood where a child who has learned a motor skill early in his or her life is very apt at carrying out that motor skill leading well until the end of the life and this is the reason that learning how skills are acquired with respect to the anatomy of the human mind and body becomes very essential Thank you.